Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Part two. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And we're going to run down... What we missed last week, which is TV. We didn't talk about TV. We didn't get to. We had, we had so much Good talking to Nate Muzzy. So much talking about movies with Nate. Uh, Thank we, you, Nathaniel we, Muzzy. But we did not get done. So tonight we're going to... It should be a little shorter talk tonight, because that was two hours, and this is probably going to be a mite bit shorter. Um, so... We also have the two of us to wrangle each other in. <laughs> right. Um, we won't get too caught up in all of Nate Muzzy's wonderful points. Uh, <laughs> but see, that's why we need to hold off and wait for him. Yeah, we maybe we should have for his lovely um, points. Yeah, it was good points. You made great points. Uh, all right, let's see here. Let's talk about TV and the MCU. Last week we talked all about the movies and every main movie character and where they might be going, what they're doing, how they're connected in the future. Let's talk about TV first off. I mean, th- we got to talk. We got to start with what started it. Right? Start at the beginning. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. At the beginning, one time I was walking up on Vulcan uh, Trail in, in Birmingham. I was listening right. to a podcast and I heard an announcement. That's how you know something's exciting. I re- it's like I remember this like it was a major event, major news event. Like when I first heard they were making a Joss Whedon involved produced television show based in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was. Okay. I remember where I was when I heard about it. <laughs> like that's a big deal. Do you that's, remember where you were when Shield was announced? Do you? Do you? Anybody? Because I do. And that's how. That's how important it was to me. I remember I was on. A, I was on a hike. I remember exactly what part of the trail I was on, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, no way!" <laughs> and I just freaked out. I was so excited. Um, so from that, we got this show is all based on Coulson, really. And it really was just like let's revive Coulson and see what a what a shield what the shield life is like. But it's become so much more. It's become it's it's more about them being subversive and underground because that's where Shield is at this point. And I wonder, you know, it's so interesting. Like it's Agents of Shield. It should have been about how Shield functions. And I think that's the show they started out making. But because of the events of Captain America, um, it really spawned a whole new show. Yeah, it really did. And you can see that happen, because the, like, the procedural uh, day-to-day Monster of the Week creature feature kind of thing that they started out doing for, what, 16 episodes, right? Yep. They were doing that for 16 episodes, and it was just not really hitting anything with it. It, was not, it wasn't firing on all cylinders. It wasn't really piquing the interest of a lot of people, and a lot of people fell off the show in the first season before anything really happened. But at that point... At that turn, 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 <laughs> we got to see a whole new show out of it. It really, like, it still did a little bit of the, sort of the procedural stuff, but it had, it had direction, it had drive, it had a purpose. And it, it wanted, it, it needed to show us what happened to all of the little people in S.H.I.E.L.D. Because if you watch The Winter Soldier, if you watch Captain America The Winter Soldier, you see what happens to Nick Fury and some of the people in the Triskelion. Right. And that's Black it. Widow. Right, and Black Widow. You see mm-hmm. what happens to a couple of critical players in the S.H.I.E.L.D. organization, and that's it. You yeah. don't see 
you know, the random shield team that's like trying to figure out who's who and, and who's a, a good guy, who's a bad guy, who to trust and like having people turn on them, people that they trusted for so long turn on them. They built that's what that's what it was. That's what, what the first sixteen episodes were, were them building trust in the team just to have that ripped out from under them. It's true. It's true. And and that that's our first real major turning point in the show. And you know, it's it's been a great it's been a great show. But now, more recently, this new turn they've taken, which I am loving, which is putting Make, having three separate arcs in a season. The pods, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> um, this last season made... the they've had, a, they've had a problem since the beginning with pacing this show. Yeah. And I think they finally hit on this season something that... Uh, the, at first, they were doing these individual episodes. Then it became a, a long story. But the long stories were 22 episodes long. Uh, and it just was hard to maintain that energy throughout that. But now with these little six and seven and eight episode arcs, I think it's genius what they're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. And it really takes out a lot of the filler that they had before. Absolutely. Because it, t- it takes a long time to tell 22 episodes of the same story. And you really, you you start to tread into the same waters over and over again if you don't try to do something new. And every time you try to do something new, even for just an episode, it's like, oh, okay, well, that was nothing. So let's get back to the story, I guess. And it, it gets to the point to where like there's only like, 12 episodes that really matter out of 22 like that's 10 episodes that just don't matter at all you can you can pick a a specific few from the first season where it's just like that one matters that one matters yeah those matter we literally did that we We literally did that (laughs) we didn't have enough time to catch up fully we were like which episodes does it matter if we watch and talk about because some of this we can throw away for now um and uh, (laughs) they It's funny, we really never did even go back and do that. We just like Yeah, those those six episodes we covered, that's fine. That's enough. Yeah, like it's it's not very many, but then then they got better in the second season. They got a lot better in the third season, and then this this fourth season when they finally started the new thing with the pods has been incredible. Yeah. It really has been Marvel learning how to make a TV show. Um We're growing with them. And I think it's just it's just been better and better. Better and better. Uh, now, they are. Spoiler alert: We're going to go into everything that's happened up till now. Um, it looks like they're going cosmic. Yeah, it does. And that's a whole new thing. It looks like they're not even going to be dealing with Shield anymore. If anything, it's Sword. Yep. Or and that's that's so exciting. So much. So many new things to come. Um, I mean, especially with. We know that the rights for the scrolls are shared between Marvel and Fox. They just don't, they can't use like specific right. scrolls, like Super Scroll and Pybok, whatever. Um, maybe Varanki, but it, they could do like a secret invasion kind of thing. Or Absolutely. Even, they, I mean, they could do like The Brood or, or sure. any kind of like any of the big cosmic threats. They could get into like legit Cree talk. Yeah, and introduce. Well, like, and they already have Captain Marvel is coming along. They already have with all the Inhuman stuff and Tahiti and an actual Kree landing on Earth and having to deal with that. Yeah, uh, so so they've really they've really expand. They've already been expanding on the mythos of what's going on in this Marvel uh, cosmic universe. But now we're actually going to get to go there with our team and see what happens. So yeah, yeah. I'm nothing but excited, and I think how it's going to tie into this. 
these new this the rest of the universe th- since they're going cosmic so is the rest of the universe including all of our avengers all of our heroes are fighting a cosmic threat in in you know 9 months or whatever uh 11 months um so it's very possible for them to continue their streak of tie-ins, <laughs> yeah. which they actually haven't seemed to worry about too much in these last few movies. But I feel like they're going to with... You kind of have to with Thanos. Yeah, like, well, it depends on what it's Thanos what, does. I mean, it's what everything has been building up to. Absolutely. I mean, this 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 show spawned from the first... Uh, you know, f- the first phase of Marvel, fa- Marvel Phase One, Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase One, yeah. is what this show spawned off of, and it really got its groove in Phase Two, and then Phase Three is where it's just kind of picked up and become its own thing. Um, but the 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 turning point, like where it's all been building to, is coming up, and that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's such a such a massive undertaking. Um, to go from one little Iron Man movie, and now it's it's like they've built a trilogy, but instead of a trilogy of movies, it's a trilogy of phases. Yeah, and and, <laughs> uh, and, and literally they ended with uh, in kind of a dark place in Civil War, and like that's kind of like the yeah you know, the end of a second phase. I know that wasn't then technically the end of the second phase, but it was close. Ant Man was. Um, but you know you like to end on down note in that second movie. It's kind of like Civil War was that for us, and now it's going to be entering into this uh, four, third and fourth Avengers movie. It's going to be like the end of the tr- end of a humongous story that they've been telling. Not the end, but at least a huge destination they've been trying to reach. Yeah, it's a big turning point. <sighs> so there's no way that Shield can can not be involved, in my opinion. Yeah, we we do know from you know it's 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 tough because they still think Coulson's dead, so that's kind of tough, yeah. uh, and it would be distracting to try to explain that he's not. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and I mean yeah. Clark Gregg is the heart and soul of the series. Uh, what if? Um, what if he actually? What if our theory shield? about or the theory that's going around about dead? people coming back oh shit what if that happens <laughs> and sometime in that battle colson shows up like the actual colson shows up to like fight alongside them and then he disappears in the shadows afterwards and they just assume it was like a thanos thing <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that'd be great that um, would be hilarious that'd be awesome I would, right. I would love that. I would absolutely. I'd be okay with that. I would actually be okay with that because that fits. <laughs> I just feel like he needs to be there. He, he was the glue. He was the thing that tied the movies together for a while. And uh, him, him, and uh, him, and good old Fury. Uh, and it, it's sad to see that he won't if, for, for him not to be in the final Avengers. Uh, you know, or the this the the last in the trilogy or whatever. Yeah. So the, the final. Part of the first major arc. <laughs> I also th- think it'll be interesting what they do with Inhumans on Shield now that the Inhumans are going to be a thing, and I wonder how much. And now we get the royal family. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely. I mean, I guess we can go ahead and talk about Inhumans if we want to. We were kind of saving it for a little later, but this Inhumans, what is its place in this universe going to be with? The way that Shield is going to are, are they going to be interacting with Earth? Is this show just going to be a moon based show, like a moon based Game of Thrones? Like, is that all we're? we're <laughs> I don't think that they're on the moon. I think they're on a different planet. But, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, well, well, whatever. Like, 
is it going to be it's a the Black Bolt escapes to Earth? And is that on, the is that the thing? Yeah, they, he escapes to Earth when a military or when uh, when the coup is happening when Maximus the Mad is trying to take over. Interesting. And, um, it's that Game of Thrones style feel, but it's you know with superpowers. Cool. Um, it's it's hard to say like what exactly it's going to be. You know it it doesn't come out for another three months. Um, <laughs> so soon. It's so soon. But we haven't really gotten anything more than just that little bitty teaser and like the uh, the picture of the cast and you know that little bitty teaser wasn't really anything. Um, you know, we should be getting something soon, though. We should be getting some sort of trailer for the Inhumans that should be dropping real soon. I just, I, I'm frustrated. And, you know, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm, I've already got my ticket for Dragon Con this year. Uh huh. And Dragon Con is happening that same weekend, Labor Day weekend. Oh, no. I'm at the, the IMAX airing of the first two episodes of the Inhumans is going to happen that weekend. Like, I'm going to watch it in Atlanta. And that's all there is to it. I'm going to go yeah. watch it in Atlanta. Got to. And we'll probably, like, we're supposed to have some sort of something to do with the podcast track. I'm probably going to elbow my way in there just to talk about it. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can, you should try to see if there's anyone from it <laughs> and get to get to talk to them. Yeah. Oh, interview. Interview. You know what would be really funny is if I had an interview with Anson Mount and he just didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> that would that'd be pretty great if that's just his like shtick for interviews for the whole uh, like time he is he's Black on, Bolt. We just never hear him speak the entire time he's on the show. Like that is Blackagon Boltigar. Yeah. Uh, well, I think <laughs> that'll. Uh, yeah. I I just I wonder how that show Black Bolt coming to Earth and them finding out these this rash of Inhumans is happening on Earth. If that's even going to be, ha- you know, it's it. They've they've talked about how they're kind of going to keep Inhumans separate from Agents of Shield. And it makes me wonder, like, if there will there be a rash of Inhumans in in the Inhuman show? Will that factor in at all? To yeah, the, like, is he going to come to Earth and be like, "Holy crap, there's more Inhumans here"? Yeah, like, is that going to be a thing, or is it just going to they're going to ignore it completely, and he's just going to be dealing with his own royal family stuff? I don't know. They could they could make it work either way, but I will be a little disappointed if they don't make acknowledge make it, it at least acknowledged it. <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, they keep harping on that this is not a spinoff. This is not a spinoff. It's not a spinoff of Agents of Shield. And I'm like, okay, if it's not a spinoff, you could still at least mention it. You know, you can still talk about it, have a freaking cameo or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, do it. I mean, we at least had some sort of uh, some sort of tie-in to uh, to Agents of Shield from Agent Carter, and Agent yeah. Carter is you know not a, is not a spinoff, but. You know, it's another series where everything was still connected and we still had that connectivity. Absolutely. And speaking of Agent Carter, let's talk about Agent Carter. All right, let's uh, dive in. R.I.P. Basically, that's all I really have to that's, say. That's, that's all there is um, to it. All right. It was great. It, it, it really, like, uh, gave some cool backstory to the the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, that we don't get from anywhere else, um, and it's cool that the, the it's interesting that they've like laid all these plans. The Roxxon Corporation, um, which is apparently going to feature prominently in Defend- Cloak and Dagger. Oh really? Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And I, I imagine in probably Defenders, if not like if not Defenders proper, at least in Jessica Jones, they've talked about it in a. Uh, 
in in Daredevil they've mentioned it. Didn't, weren't the barrels that Daredevil encountered? Were they from they, Roxon? A Roxon truck? I don't think it was Roxon. I think it was IGH. Okay, that's that oh, right, right, right. Which is a subsidiary or something, right? Yeah, Am I think I, they're related. Yeah, they, they've they've mentioned them being related. They might be under the Midland Corp. Right. We need, we need to like we need somebody to like break that down for us. Make like a YouTube video about how that's all connected. Yeah, Nathaniel, get on it. <laughs> um. So then that's that's our two shows we've gotten so far from on TV. Let's talk about our Netflix series. Yeah, our Netflix universe of its own kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's basically what we have is we have like we have three separate universes that are all supposed to exist in the same universe that kind of only barely reference each other. And as Jeffrey James talked yesterday, the cosmic universe is almost a separate thing at this point as well. Right, right. So it's um, almost like we got four. Yeah, so all this stuff's got to collide at some point. I'm yeah, hoping for sooner than later. Collide the universes. Yeah, crisis. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? So, so Daredevil, um, Daredevil was the start of the Netflix verse and set it up perfectly. It's, yeah, it was. It's it's a dark hero, you know, based on based on some really deep subject material. You've got. You have a strictly, crazily devout Catholic person who is needing to become something more. And he struggles with that Catholicism every day in, in that he is, he is this, this hero. He knows that he has something, he has this calling to use this gift that he has and, and be something more. But he also has to beat people up in order to get the point across that they're doing something wrong. And he struggles with that. He has, to, he has that fight, that external fight he has inside himself every day. And you can see that struggle with him. And that is an amazing thing that Charlie, uh, Charlie Cox has done for that character. And it really, honestly, it set up one of the best sets like, of shared universe TV series that, that, I've, that we've seen. Like this stuff, the Netflix stuff is it's like the grown-up version of the Arrowverse in my opinion. <laughs> oh man. I'm not saying I know that you're not even trying to bash. I'm but not I trying to bash. I, I love what the Arrowverse has done. It's got they've got four series, <clears throat> some of which are better than others, but they have four series that a lot of people really like and they've done a really fantastic job of crossing them over. Especially in the times when you've got the four, you know, the four part crossover with the yeah. invasion is like that's a huge, that's a huge feat in yeah. television. That's Never an been amazing thing. Never been done before. That's incredible that they've done that. But then with Netflix, you've got this other medium where you just you have other resources available to you. You know, you've got everything drops all at once. Everything drops Which, all again, at once over here. They, they again, they, they it's four, it's four different shows of varying levels of quality. <laughs> yeah, a, same way. You've got yeah. four different shows that are varying. You know, you've got a, a a broad array for everybody. You know, something for everybody. Some of them are not for everybody. Whatever, but you've got these four different shows of vastly different characters that all have to come together at some point, but. 
they, you know, they introduce them all individually rather than kind of make them as ones a spinoff of the next, of spinoff of the next, spinoff of the next. Like they introduce them all separately in their they own way. They followed the Avengers model, which is great. They can, yeah, they they followed more the Avengers model, but they still have to bring them together, and they, it's it's just a completely different medium. Yes, it is TV. It's Marvel television, but it's Netflix, which is a whole different beast with everything coming out at the same time. You've got to plan really far ahead for how you're going to do something rather than just like pull four shows together in the same week to do a similar thing, which is still hard. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's not difficult to do that, but this is four shows that like all have to kind of tell their own story and introduce a character and make you care about them before they throw them into a series together. And then they're saying that the when the defenders comes out, they're saying that they're they, uh, the showrunners are saying that the show takes like the defender show takes elements of the other shows and uses them. So like everybody's got their own kind of individual feel. The fighting styles are all different, and that's a very important part because each one of these is each one of these characters is a fighter in some way. Like they all have their different ways of fighting. Like, Jessica Jones just wants the fight to be over quickly, so she's just like, done. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danny Rand is really impetuous and, and like, very eager, wanting to, to really get in there and gets in over his head way too much. And Daredevil's the guy that uh, he's going to protect whomever he can. Like, he's the guy that's going to use his body defensively and, like, cover a little girl from from being hit or, you know, crossfire or whatever. And then Luke Cage is his own kind of bruiser brawler, just like, I don't want to have to do this, but I will if you make me, and it sounds like you're making me, so you know he's going to do his thing. Like, everybody's got their own style, and the music is very important um, for, the, for the overall feel, and it's like they, it's, it sounds like the way that they're doing is to weave all of these things together into this beautiful tapestry, which I'm really excited for. That was a really long monologue, I'm sorry. No, it's okay, man, it's okay. Um, well, I think you just covered effectively all of the Netflix series. So moving on, no, I, I, I really, I really don't have much to add. Like, I, I fear with all these Netflix series, I'm just basically saying, like, there, there's not much. I, I, I guess we could talk about where they're going. Daredevil is obviously going to continue to work to fight the Hand. I love again. We talked about the pods on on Shield. Uh, they didn't do that in Daredevil, but what they did do is introduce Punisher. And gave him own kind of a four episode arc. They introduced Electra and gave her an arc, and then they kind of combined the arcs in the end. Um, yeah, it was like they were testing how to do the pods for uh, for <laughs> season four. Yeah, uh, you know they yeah, they introduced of, the one, then did the other, then they brought them together. It was a little more tied together in in, in Shield, of course. I mean, in, in Shield it was tied together too, but in, they did have like a specific starting and ending point, which I enjoyed. But I, I do love I love what Daredevil season two did as well. Yeah, um, Jessica Jones. I don't know what that show is going to be without Kilgrave, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> I love a lot of the characters, but I just Kilgrave was such an important part of the show that it's, an, it's he, gonna be he was an important part of the show for you because he was the Doctor. And because he was amazing. As, he was as a Kilgrave. very, very compelling villain. And, and it's such an important part of Jessica's story. True. Uh, so, so, like, it's just that show, that first season was about Kilgrave. I mean, it's just, there's no hiding from that fact. It's just a, it's a show about Kilgrave. Um, and so it's hard to, it's how she's responding to this thing. Um, and, you know, 
it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to divorce that from the show. And where 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 does it go in from here? What's who's right. the new who's the new threat? Um, it's so, it such a personal story. Well, yes, IGH, and yes, they may they had something to do with creating her, which could make it a personal story. But just fighting a corporation feels so much less personal. And Jessica Jones was such a personal story. Well, they've got that one face of uh, of IGH, as far as she understands it. That one face in uh, Will Simpson. Sure, you know he's Nuke. So. Yeah, 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 uh, and, and that's again it that's somebody to fight. Again, it's just that's a face to punch. Sure, you can have lots of faces <laughs> to punch, but never have a really personal story. That's true. And what they did the first season was tell maybe the most personal uh, story ever told in a in a in a in a, in a comic book television show. You know, yeah, it's such an you know someone who. She's just a, a victim of literal, literal and metaphorical rape, uh, and just having to deal with that. It's just, it's, it's I wouldn't, tough. I wouldn't say it was metaphorical and literal. I would call it physical and emotional. Yeah. Well, yes, sure. <laughs> uh, just, just, just rape of all types of her body and mind. Abuse. And, just, just that. Yeah, that abuse. It's tough. She's a broken woman, and we get to see her fight her her breaker and ultimately come out on top yeah and that's not like honestly Kilgrave is a villain that you cannot let live like if if Kilgrave got his his way on say tony stark or steve rogers or thor or hulk like the world's over sure that's all there is to it the world's yeah. over yeah yeah absolutely um so then we got luke cage great show um I uh, I I want to I want it to continue to expand on what it's saying socially. I really think it's the most uh probably socially active show. Aware. Uh yeah, it's the most woke of okay. the uh, it's the most woke uh, of those. <laughs> it's the most socially aware show that that um, there is because of the current injustice in the black community. Yeah. Like it and also, and also talking about, it does a great job of talking about, yes, the injustice in the black community, injustice of law enforcement. I think it, 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 it could push more on that, in my opinion. Uh, this, this first season was a lot more about, um, it seemed to be more about what the community has done sort of to itself. Yeah. With with these with these gangsters, like, have the community save itself, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and how the how the community had kind of destroyed itself to some degree with these gangsters, and how they're yeah, perpetuating yeah. this this problem that uh, instead of trying to all rise up together, um, yeah, Luke Cage walking down a hallway full of of gangsters like opening fire on him, mm-hmm. like walking down the hallway in the hoodie, and then just like tearing up the entire building was amazing. Oh yeah, that was an incredible episode. And so it's hard to talk about all four of these shows where they're going without talking about Defenders, because I think that once you open up the Defenders, you open up for the idea of crossovers for all these people, and and you also open up all of these characters' minds a little bit. Yeah, because they all realize they're not alone in this little this little war they're on, or this little uh, campaign of you know saving the neighborhood, or you know. Fighting the mystical. Right. Whatever they're doing. Uh, and, and Saving New York at street I, level. I kind of skipped over Iron Fist because I should. Because um, <laughs> I think it was the least interesting of the of, of the four Netflix series by far. 
Um, but the defenders, I think, is going to deal a lot with Danny Rand's story. And I think Danny Rand is going to work a lot better in a group. Uh, I think so too. He may he may be the Hulk of the defenders. That's that's what I'm thinking because <laughs> he was he was not very compelling individually in his own series. But I think with a foil, with a a super strong, stoic, tall, dark, and handsome foil to play against. I'm basically saying they need to make Heroes for Hire. That's all it is. They, right. need, they need Power Man and Iron Fist <laughs> together, and that will be amazing. Because you got the, you got the, the what is it, the straight man and the funny man? Yeah, that, that would that would actually be pretty you fun. You got the Abbott and Costello if right the, there. If the third season of Iron Fist was just Heroes for Hire. Like, don't st- take his own show away from him and just start making a <laughs> Heroes for Hire show. <laughs> and keep keep making Luke Cage as its own thing. But Damn, man. Just make like a... <laughs> Make like a Heroes for Hire show. Just overwork Mike Coulter real hard. Uh, yeah, you know, you'll be fine. He's got it. He's, he's going to be great. He's Luke Cage. He's super yeah. strong. He's got it. He's, he can keep all of it on his back. Speaking of the Netflix universe, we got Punisher. a new player. We have a new player coming in later this year. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, it looks like the Punisher series is coming out in November. That's awesome. Karen Page is going to be in it. And. John Bernthal's carrying over that character. We get to hear who Micro is because there was that question at the end of Daredevil season two, like who's Micro that's written on the CD? Like what is that? We uh, it's a character and it's one of his his buddies that eventually turns mm-hmm. on him. Who was also mentioned in Agents of Shield? Yep, yep. Funnily enough, um, I am yeah. I'm, I'm nothing but pumped for Punisher because I think you're like next to Daredevil, he's the best introduced character we've gotten. Uh, maybe even more more than Daredevil. Uh, he's just got such a strong heart to his character. He does. I remember whenever we were first covering that series that you were talking, you were comparing it to Breaking Bad as far as like character development and just like sheer heart in a character that, especially in being ripped apart like he has been. Mm-hmm. You were saying like Breaking Bad does more of a show don't tell kind of thing. And then in in episode four, when he's sitting in the in the cemetery against that gravestone, talking about right. what happened to his family, and all it is is just him talking about it, and you were like, "That is more compelling than anything Breaking Bad has ever done," <laughs> and it's crazy that they that they were able to pull that off. I do love you. Talk, we can talk all day about show don't tell. Uh, I love when people tell don't show. Yeah, um, I just watched the end of. Uh, the Leftovers. The Leftovers? It's a, it's a HBO show. It just had its season series finale. Okay. Have you not heard of this at all? I have not. Um, well, the it's, it's basically about the rapture. Okay. Uh, suddenly, 2% of the population just disappears in the blink of an eye. Just 2%? Yeah, just 2%. Oh. They're gone. But... It's not religious, so it's like the rapture, except there's it's it's over all religious lines. All there's no they can't tell why they disappeared. Right. So the entire show is just a character study of what happens to a bunch of people when this crazy event happens, where two percent of people just disappear, and it's all these weird like cults form, and this <laughs> happens, and everyone's going through different things because some people lost people, other people are just dealing with. The, uh, just the 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 
the existential crisis of like what is we have no idea what's going on this could happen again like it's just the dread of that sort of crazy event happening yeah. um so it's 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 kind of like the rapture but it's, it's like know, left behind yeah except with Leftovers. uh except with sausage <laughs> no uh, except it's it's just so it's all about the characters. Gotcha. But in the last episode, they have a major story they tell, and it's just one lady standing there telling the story, and I just freaking loved it. It was just <laughs> like she talks, just talks to the camera for like a full ten minutes, and it's so compelling, and she just tells a story, and and it's it's it, 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 it's so good. It's just so good. I like in uh, in Daredevil season two how they had uh, such great. Character development, especially between two characters. Well, I don't know if it, I would call it development, but you get a such a strong sense of how different these two characters are when Daredevil is simply chained to a chimney and he has to talk to Frank Castle. He just has to talk through it. He can't just beat him up and then show, like, this is how we're different. Rah, I'm better because I have more conviction in some way. No, he's chained to a chimney and he has to talk through it. Yeah, and that's just incredible that they that they were able to do such such a powerful part or such a powerful movement as far as character and emotion with just a, a guy sitting there and another guy pacing back and forth. Yeah, their conversations are wonderful. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite episodes of anything we've gotten from the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Like just that episode of them on the rooftop is just really really great. So. An entire series of that? Yes, I'm on board, and I'm really looking forward to that. I'm interested to see. Like, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I won't. I'm interested to see how he works by himself. Because just like you talked about Iron Fist working better with a team, I kind of think that he worked really well as a foil for Daredevil, as like a, you know, showing the differences between them. And And emotional and moral opposite basically yeah yeah it's, Almost. it's interesting i don't know how he works well we're gonna have something similar to that because karen page is gonna be in it sure, sure. she's gonna have a large part in it so she's gonna be that uh that moral, sounding moral voice sort of yeah that kind of the angel on his shoulder i don't know i don't know that that he, looks I'm, like it too. that worries me a little bit because we've talked about she's got such a dark past well no uh, ooh, man, what if they reveal more of her dark past in, in Punisher? I that, think they're going to. That would be wonderful. Uh, that'd be great. Um, I really like Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah, me too. She's great. She's gorgeous. She's pretty. So gorgeous. So wonderful. Great actor. Um, yeah. So, the, there's only three TV <laughs> shows we haven't talked about yet, and they're all forthcoming shows. And I don't know that we have a ton to say about them, uh, but Runaways come into Hulu. Yeah. We just don't know much yet. It's pro- seems like again, like like with bringing in Spider Man into the MCU, they're also bringing in these guys who are going to be a younger. Uh, I think all three spin. of these, yeah. all three of these shows that we haven't talked about yet, are, are hitting the younger demographic. Also from Freeform, we have Cloak and Dagger and New Warriors coming. We've already gotten a Cloak and Dagger trailer, like that's a true. full on trailer, and that's and not it, coming out until next year. Wow, it did look a little younger, like it's skewing younger. Yeah, well, it's, um, a, it's supposed to be a teen drama love story with superpowers. And Runaways, if done right, should be a teen drama. A teen. <laughs> with, with, a, with superpowers. A teen team-up. A teen-up, if you will. A teen-up. Oh, gosh. Um, 
<laughs> I, we're gonna end this if Jeff stops making puns. Yeah, pun, puns of puns have appeared. We've got to go, guys. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I don't really have much to say about New Warriors. Do you have anything to say about well, New I mean, Warriors? The New Warriors is gonna also be a teen team up kind of thing, led yeah. by Squirrel Girl. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, like, I, I don't know if they're gonna really uh, tread any new ground. From I mean, there's there obviously there is a different story to tell. It's a teen team up. The Runaways is a teen team up, but The Runaways is centered on a group of children who Rick like they realize and discover that. Well, I don't think we should tell that that something about their parents is not what it seems. Right, and that's a huge thing for them. That's the center yeah. of the series. Some something rocks their world, and they and they 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 have to rally together and go and go and and become a team. Uh, I think I loved The Runaways comic books. One of the few comic books I've read. In its completion, like at least a few years of it. Yeah, um, I read a few years run of that. It's just a great book. What is the, what is the story of the new new warriors? At least in comics, do you know? I honestly don't know much about them other than they are just another team. It's a young team that tries to to be a hero team. The most of what I know about the new warriors is that they were kind of the starting point for civil war they're what happened or they're the reason that nitro went off oh was that the new warriors i didn't know that okay yeah, I, knew, they I, knew, were, I knew it was a younger team I, yeah, I didn't they know had a one. they had a they were filming a reality show and um interesting yeah that's interesting I, I, I love the idea of them filming a reality show like that would be cool in this universe, because you know everybody's gonna be interested in the Avengers and superpowered people and these Inhumans that are swimming around, and then what? What, what are you gonna do? But like, someone would make try to make a show out of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you've got the. I think that sounds like a great idea. Actually, I would. I would watch a reality show set in the MCU. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I would watch. It. I'd watch anything set in the MCU right now. But uh, they they have not let me down so far, and I'm. I'd, I would have a hard well. There's a few things I haven't enjoyed as much, but I mean they have batting they're batting pretty high. Averages. They haven't let us down with the things that they've released. We're still really sad about missing out on um, most wanted, like Marvel's most wanted, right? With Bobby they, and Hunter, they, they kind of let me down with Iron Fist, though. And so, uh, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Yeah, and they uh, they kind of dropped the ball on where damage control sits. Right, they haven't really let us know what's going on with that. Yeah, there's. I think powerless might have put a, uh, a nail in the coffin for damage control. Yeah, I mean it was supposed to be a push pilot, so they should have given us at least the pilot. Yeah, they were supposed to. They pro- might have canceled it once powerless kind of didn't do so well. Didn't do so well. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to be like, well, Marvel does better things anyway. I didn't, I don't want to say that, but like. They, <laughs> It might turn out different if it's supposed to be a comedy in the vein of what it's supposed to be about, you know, with the with the cleanup and everything. Like, sure. that's what we thought S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to be in episode eight of season one when they were cleaning up after Thor Ragnarok. We were like, oh, is it just going to be a cleanup thing every now and again? But, like, it turned out to not be that. And I kind of want to see, I want to see that comedy series. Yeah. You know? I would, I also would not mind. Um, well, guys, I think that's pretty much all the TV. Uh, I guess the biggest takeaway from talking about all these movies and TV, um, we're going mystical, deeper and deeper. We're going mystical. We're going cosmic. We're going cosmic. Those are the two big things that not... It, with, with, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going cosmic, it really hit home that, like, oh, we're just going cosmic. Like, this whole thing, <laughs> this whole thing is about to turn into, like, a sci-fi 
universe, you know? Yeah. The humans apparently have sub- have spaceships now, and that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they're partnering with some alien species that has spaceships. Uh, or something like that. We just don't know yet. We're all excited. Uh, I'm excited about um, it, it going there. I mean, what if we get to see Xandarians and Kree hanging out? Be amazing. On S.H.I.E.L.D. That would be amazing. What if we get Nova on S.H.I.E.L.D.? That would be awesome. I'm... I'm I'm down for any of the cosmic stuff on Shield. That's really cool. Okay, but, um, I'm okay. So that's exciting. At uh, the moment, the other thing I really I'm hoping to see from all of this stuff, all these TV shows, I want to see a little bit more tie-in with the movies. And I know that's a long shot because and it's hard Feige to do. and Perlmutter are 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 not being friends lately. Uh, they're they're under different com- different. Uh, the the, the under movie, different branches. Yeah, the movie and the TV divisions aren't even really under the same umbrella anymore. Um, so that makes it tough to make these shows um, tie in. But I just, you know, I beg Marvel, don't mess up the universe. You've done a great job till now, keeping a pretty consistent universe uh, and 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 having enough meaningful tie-ins to carry us through. But we do need a little tie-in let, here and there. Don't throw let us, that die. Throw us a crumb. This is the coolest, you know, it's some of the coolest uh, tie-ins anything has ever done. You know, like... like We don't want it to be lame like it was with Thor Ragnarok or for Avengers Age of Ultron. But it doesn't always have to hit the way that the Winter Soldier did. Like, you could do Captain America Civil War level tie-ins of, like, these things affect us. And they're going to have lasting consequences. But also, could you please maybe just put our TV guys, like, give them some credit in the movies? I really think that would be huge for the fans if they did some sort of crossover the other way. Um, and I don't, it doesn't have to be everybody, but like, if they would tie in the Netflix universe with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and with the Inhumans and, like, have a few crossovers here and there just to tie those universes together, you know? Like, you don't have to... Have you ever seen the, uh... Oh, gosh. Just show me Mac working on a Quinjet. Yeah. Like, you could, that you could put some of these people in the background or, like, they could be in the shot you show when you, like, cut around the entire world showing different people running from Thanos. Right. Like, like, they could be in different that Different bad things a, happening. You could have the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being like, oh, no, and, like, something falling on Quake. Yeah. Uh, but... You just, you just, you gotta have something. You gotta, you gotta get, throw us a bone here. We're, we're really loving, loving it. And the more it separates, the less, uh, the less real this whole thing feels, you know? <laughs> you promised us that it's all connected. You promised us from the beginning. It's true. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Have you ever heard of the Tommy Westfall universe? No. <laughs> so, since. You know, these days we have universes, um, and they connect very tightly, you know? Like, uh, well, there's this theory, and I don't even remember what show it was on. I'd really have to, I'd have to look at this thing. But, I think it was St. Elsewhere. That's what it is. So there's a show called St. Elsewhere, and at the end of the show, the last episode... It is it's panned out to show a little boy looking in a snow globe, and the entire show has been in the little boy's head. That's how they ended the show. 
<laughs> so the entire universe, uh, uh, as it were, was in that little boy's head. Way to make it not matter. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a, it's a, that's the kind of thing you, they wouldn't do today. They'd be smart enough not to do, probably. The problem is, uh, other shows connect to it. Other shows crossed over with St. Elsewhere, including Cheers, Boston Public, Chicago Hope, uh, Method and Red. I don't know what that is. Province. Uh, there's a bunch of them. And either either characters from St. Elsewhere later showed up on these shows, or they crossed over during the run or whatever. But then... Other people crossed over in those shows. Uh-huh. And you're looking at this di- same diagram I am. This is all of the shows that are apparently in that little boy's head. Oh, God. That's the, that's the, that's the Tommy Westfall universe. Oh, if you have time, everybody, so look up the Tommy Westfall universe. I will put a link to the, 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 the diagram in the, in, the, in the show notes. But it's so fun because it's pretty much every show on television at some point had some sort of crossover. And it's basically all of these shows exist in this little boy's head, including all the Star Treks, uh, Battle, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, Firefly, Angel, um, just, just Caroline in the city, uh, Frazier, Frazier, all the Law and Orders. What? Yeah, because they just <laughs> they just have like a couple of shows that had a lot of crossovers over the years, and a couple of characters uh, who appear in a lot of shows, which ties them all together. And then every crossover that leads out from there. This diagram is amazing. But anyway, so it all happens in the little boy's head is the theory. So it's called uh, the Tommy Westfall universe because that little boy is named Tommy Westfall. <laughs> I don't like it. I like it a lot. I, don't I think like it's it. real funny. It's dumb. Anyway, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. But if you'd like to support us, if you'd like to just throw a few shekels our way, uh, there goes that word again. You can go to patreon.com slash mcucast. We just started our Patreon. A lot of people were asking us how they could support the show to get us, honestly, being as, more regular and more on top of it. Uh, because sometimes we <laughs> force us to be more consistent. Sometimes we couldn't be. And uh, your support really allows us to not only be more consistent, but expand the show and do a little more with it. So we thank you very much for doing that. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, subscription levels, some of which let you. Um, uh, commission an episode, things like that. So uh, let us know what you'd like to do. Uh, check out our Patreons uh, on our website at mcucast.com or go to patreon.com slash mcucast and be a patron yourself. You can you can get this this episode and others like it the day they get edited. Yeah, that's right. Without ads. That's right. We, we drop... Uh, so, sometimes we'll record multiple episodes in a day, uh, and we normally drop them only once a day because it's just good for iTunes numbers and things. It's a marketing thing. It's a marketing thing. But if you're signed up, you get all the new MCU cast as soon as they're edited, and as soon as we can, you get a, as earliest the earliest possible access and upload there first they're ad free so if even if you just subscribe at 10 cents you get all that stuff so even if you subscribe at 10 cents you'll still get a thank you video we had we had thousands of downloads last week if everybody wanted to throw 10 cents at us we could like do this for a living it'd be awesome Um, (laughs) uh 
that that would be actually like a pretty miserly living, but uh, <laughs> thousands of downloads, and it really would uh, would be huge to us if if you throw a few pennies our way. If you get the value out of the show, throw a little value back. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.